If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Holly Jolly Christmas, everybody. It is definitely the week before uh, Christmas, that is. And this is going to be our episode that leads you into the holiday. So hopefully when you're listening to this, you're enjoying time watching college bowl season. NFL football is going to be on Saturday again. And you're spending time with some family uh, because that's what this time of the year is really all about. So even as we're going to get into all of the NFL and and NBA World Cup sports talk and everything like that, this is a good time to remind everyone we both celebrate Christmas. So we'll say Merry Christmas. uh, Happy New Year. Hopefully everybody is going to end out the year better than they started it and uh, looking to continue to improve that moving forward into 2023. I know, it feels weird, 23. We started back in 2020 during that heinous year, and we're already two full years past that heinous year now. So it's crazy how time flies. And like I said, if you're with your loved ones, um, give them hugs, spend time with them. Um, Obviously, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And obviously, be careful of the cold front because it's uh, it's it's freezing everywhere. So uh, bundle up under the fire and watch out. Yeah, bu- bundle that. up under the fire and watch through the Yellowstone. All that cold air blowing into us from Montana. I don't I don't need it. I wanted. I said I wanted to go to Yellowstone. I didn't mean it needed to come to me. You know, you don't need to come to my front door. Exactly. I can just watch the show. I don't need to be 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 stuck with 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 the misery of the weather. No, thank you. What's the coldest weather you've ever experienced? Because I obviously being in Gunnison, you know that I experienced some cold weather, but up in Augustana, I'm sure it got cold at some points. What was the coldest you ever remember experiencing? The, the cold, I don't look, there was definitely cold, cold, like really, really cold days. But the coldest memory that I have was obviously the Broncos Ravens playoff game, um, where it was fucking like negative 10 degrees and I sat outside. And, and, and I like telling the story because it's funny. I sat there at that game. Ordered a Philly cheesesteak from from the vendors um, above and, and and on the concourse. I walked out of my seat. By the time I walked out of my seat, the cheesesteak was cold. That's how cold it was. It was scorching hot coming off the grill. By the time I walked to my seat from from the from where I got the cheesesteak, it froze. I, and that was the most miserable I've ever been in the weather. In Illinois, the 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 cold front over the Mississippi River fucking sucked. But uh, it wasn't like anything that I just specifically remember. I just remember that Bronco game more than anything. Two things come to mind. You were on the team with me when we played for the Eagles, the Patriots for that one game, right? Where we played down at Air Force. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I think I that might have been me and Santino. But me and Santino, we played at the Air Force Stadium. We know how half of it is like completely open. Well, it was one of those days where the wind was whipping through Colorado Springs Canyon. And we were just like, oh, this is the worst. You're eating turkey legs and drinking hot cocoa on the sidelines. That's how cold that was. Not, not ideal. No, no, no. no. Especially those ideal. stadiums that have opening in, in the springs. Like in the springs right you now. You better make sure that shit doesn't open east to west. That's the way my, the wind my, blows. My drive tomorrow is going to be heinous. I, I'm worried my car oh, will yeah. freeze because I park in a garage at home. And, and I'm going to have to be parked outside. I'm afraid that I won't make it home. I'm going to be right. I mean, I don't have to go as far as you, but yeah, go drive my drive down to Douglas County, even though it says it's supposed to be warmer in Castle Rock. It, I just, Still, I, I remember also experiencing yeah. in college. It was 
we used to celebrate zero degrees because zero degrees in January usually came after like a two week spout of minus 20 to minus 30 plus minus 10 degrees wind chill. So truly minus 45 and, and the snow and the ice like that was, it was every year. I don't know how, why I decided to put up with it, but I did. Uh, I found a really good, when I was an RA, I used to put memes up on the board all the time is somebody who had pulled their wiper blades up, but they must've been somewhere like Oklahoma or Chicago where it's cold, but it's also wet in the air. So the entire thing froze over, like froze oh, the windshield wipers wow. out. I was like, well, glad I pulled my windshield wipers up. It's like, yeah, that is one of the, the best things that I learned from my time in college was always, if you're expecting weather, pull your wiper blades up. It's going to make the brush off in the morning. You're not going to have to curse yourself when you're brushing it's, your it's car off be- in the morning. It's going to be a lot easier. That's all I'm going to say. A lot easier. You're not going to be freezing your ass off, standing outside trying to defrost your your uh, your wipers. Yeah, and make sure if you do live in Colorado, and by the by this time, all the California and like Darren, I'm glad that you turned tuned in, but you have no idea what we're talking about. Make sure you don't have like the little scraper. Little scraper is nice if you're just trying to quickly get somewhere, but you need the big industrial. Go to Costco, spend some money on this thing. It's going to be with you for years. 50 bucks, that thing will last you like six years. I had mine for about six years. I just had to get a new one this year. But that is a necessity when you're living in the mountains or anywhere where you get a true four-season feeling and you're stuck in the snow for six months out of the year. Yeah, no, you do not want to deal with that. And and it's funny, all the Californians are probably are all leaving for the holidays. So the driving isn't actually that bad because people are, people around here know how to drive in the snow. So Oh, Oh, we're just throwing shots across the bow, right across, right, right up the, right up front. Just saying, um, I'm just saying. This is the far end of the bench podcast with Jimmy Flower and Nico Bryant, episode 120. Uh, if you're just joining us, tuning in, you tuned in, you caught our live show last week, and you're listening to the podcast now, welcome. Uh, make sure you follow us. It's down below. You guys can see it here at FEOTV Pod at FEOTP Pod. The yeah, far end of the bench YouTube yeah, channel. We're getting yeah. high tech over here. Well, it did not work out. It was funny listening back because you hear me start, you know, I screwed up the intro videos on the live show coming in. Didn't really make a whole lot of sense. We can fly through it, though. I feel like that was a successful uh, show. I had a WWE run in at the end where he hit me over the head with his title belt. That was kind of a cheap shot move. I'm coming for him next year. Uh, None of the games that we picked have happened yet. I did. I'm true to my word. As my uh, last two classes were taking their quiz for my class today. I had ESPN, I dual screened it. So I was working on my laptop, grading the tests as they came in because it's Google Form. Talk about high tech, Google Form. It comes right to me instantly and I can get it all graded and put back out. Then I had the game, uh, San Jose State versus Eastern Michigan. Little, little Maction, Maction versus the Mountain West in there. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't involve my work day with what that. else were you going to do at 1 30? Was the game gonna... like 10 degrees and there was snow on the ground? That game? No, that was in the blue. I like watching. That was the famous item of a potato bowl in Boise. So that I know, but good. wasn't that game just fucking freezing? I, I, no, like, it didn't look like it was that bad. I thought that, well, there was one game. It was either today or, or yesterday, as you're listening to this, or two days ago. And it was like negative windshield, and some California team played in the weather, and it just did not fall apart. Uh, it was. It started off quick, like San Jose State on the first three plays scored, and then Eastern Michigan, like, the Mac is has like four or five good decent teams, and Eastern Michigan's one of them. Like it was, a, they were chippy too. They were fighting each other. I was like, "What beef do Idaho and Michigan have?" Like, the fuck. 
What are we doing here? I know. Uh, it's, it's kind of out of the ordinary. You're like, why, why are all we? All 10 people that live in Idaho hate Michigan? That's what we're doing now? I guess so. I guess so. That's that's the weird part about it. Uh, I, I'm sure you're disappointed now. I know the kids in my class were disappointed that the World Cup is over. That's as decent a transition as any. Uh, we we might have saw seen the cementing of another GOAT, greatest of all time. We saw the cementing of the football, the, the American football, GOAT in Tom Brady when he won his seventh Super Bowl at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a couple of years ago. And this seemed like the crowning achievement and the debate can't really be a debate anymore because you there is nothing that you can come back with, especially just the way this tournament played out. We talked about it last week when we talked. Uh, Ronaldo benched. His team gets eliminated in, I think, the quarterfinals. Lionel Messi, the other considered greatest of all time, leads his team to a 3-0 route of Croatia in the semis and then Scores. He scored a. Did he score a hat trick? And Mbappe score a hat trick, or was it no, just? No, he he scored two goals and then had the uh, PK at the end of the game. So oh, they don't count the. Why don't, don't they count the PK as a part of that? That's see, uh, it, it, that's yeah, just like last know. night with the Avalanche game where Ilios Rokin still got a shutout even though he gave up the only goal of the night in the in the shootout. Yeah, I don't. I mean, doesn't that, on that side it. of it doesn't make sense. On the other side of it, then then we're running into weird territory with total amount. Of, goals and averages being wacky and it just it just gets ticky tacky but man look look for 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 people that that aren't the biggest soccer fans i look i'm not jimmy and i are not the biggest soccer fans in the world i watch it once every four years and jimmy watches it once every once every eight years only if the u.s is playing so so and and let's be honest i watch a few here and there but the world cup is is the is the pinnacle of the sports world in the world we're talking about six billion. That's a B billion viewers for this one match, and arguably one of the greatest sporting matches, turn like like games of all time. <laughs> you have the the two best players in the world, Lionel Messi and Kylian Mbappe, go off against one another. One guy shows a hat trick, and the other guy puts the puts the whole country of Argentina on his back. And, and, and leads his team to the promised land. It, it, I don't know is, who was carrying their country more, honestly, because Mbappe, he's, he pushed that game to extra time. There was nobody else on France doing anything. Mbappe was the sole reason we had extra time and the sole reason they went to penalty kicks because if he wasn't out there, I think Argentina is able to coast probably like a 4 nothing win. That was how and, and dominant it looked. And, and, it, and it's funny to think, like, Mbappe – is the all-time leading scorer in World Cup finals, Jimmy. And he's 23 years old. Four years ago in the finals. He won his first Georgia, when, they were, when he was 19, right? He was 19 years old, yes. He wasn't their best player, but he was one, one yeah. of the main guys, strikers. Uh, he scored two goals in the final uh, uh, four years ago against Croatia. And this year, he obviously scored the three. The all-time leader. And at 23 years old, we are seeing the next guy. And and this guy over here, man, he, he has a chance to, to, to be the face of the sport. And there's zero doubt about it. He, but but this 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 tournament and this 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 championship and FIFA World Cup final is centered around one man, and that's winning the only trophy he's never won. But man, listen to these accomplishments from Lionel Messi. He is a four-time Champions League uh, 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 winner. Champions League is, is basically the, the Super Cup of European clubs. He is a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten 
time uh, La Liga champion in his league when he played for Barcelona. He is a world, he's a club World Cup champion, which is the for Barcelona a three-time champion. European Soccer Cup three times. Super Copa, Super Copa de España. We have we have eight times. League One. He, he, I mean, we are. We are seeing an unprecedented amount of awards, amount of blue doors. He has uh, 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 seven blue doors, which is the best player in the world. FIFA World Player, one time, 2009. The best award, which is a, a weird award. Golden Shoe, which is the European award for the best striker in Europe, which is where all the best players play six times. I mean, this guy has won everything. And now to get the World Cup above his head, it's 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 something that 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 the world has been waiting on, and this man has done nothing but but win and be at the highest level. Like I said, Messi is 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 a one of a kind athlete. It's funny, the egg picture is no longer the most liked Instagram photo. <laughs> it's Messi winning the World Cup. The egg picture that had forty five million or forty five billion people like it, whatever the hell it was, Messi surpassed it. So, so Messi lifting the World Cup. Past it, the impact he had, the the streets of Buenos Aires. I don't know if you saw those photos; were absolutely insane. They had to stop the, the parade on, on, on Wednesday. They had to or on Tuesday. They had to stop the parade because the buses couldn't go any further. They literally could not get through the crowd, so they had to helicopter the athletes out of the buses onto onto where where they were ending. It, it is it is an a- insane accomplishment, and Messi, like I said, Messi is well deserved and, and the goat. There's zero doubt about it, in my opinion. You can say Pele this, you can say Ronaldinho that. No one has been able to touch what Messi has done in his career, and and one of the most skilled players of all time. The way that it, I mean, the importance of it can't be understated. And I, the broadcaster in me goes to the Argentina soccer broadcaster. And you hear it in his voice. He can barely get out the fact that Argentina is the champion. It's he's so choked up. Is Argentina is the campeón? Argentina is like, the campeón. Like the feeling of of us, our teams winning a Super Bowl is the feeling oh, of the whole not. country. Yeah, it's times ten. It's a whole country. It's a hundred times anything you'd ever, ever think of. That is what they do. The, the amount of kids that wear Messi jerseys have those blue striped jerseys in that country is just, just beautiful to see. And and, and look, I said Argentina is, is my favorite to win. I, I and that's because I believe that soccer is a the beautiful sport, and that it ha it has to have this type of finish. We don't know if Messi will be in the World Cup in four years. We have no idea, but but we have we we have no clue about that. But in terms of what he can, what he's going to do, and and continue to do when he comes to MLS in a year, it's going to be insane for the game over here because because what he has done for the sport just cannot be said without measure. And and the guy is untouched in terms of in terms of in terms of what he's done. It's only a little disheartening to watch that final and then you realize just how far away the U.S. truly is, even though they made the tournament. If either of – if we made it out of the first round, that's a shark tank. We were already in a shark tank with the Dutch. We couldn't even handle those those dirty Dutchmen. And now we'd have to go up against – in that situation, the likes of Croatia, who's uh, coming off of – actually, it would have been Argentina after that. We would have ran into Lionel Messi. Messi would have, like, kicked the ball off of – uh, who's our captain's head? It would have been unfair what Messi would have done to us. It would have been. It would have looked like the Italians it and kicking and screaming. 
It would have been a hate crime. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And, and, and look, Messi could not have done it without his crew, too. You have the goalie of the tournament, Emiliano. I think. I, I, look, I may be Is he the one that also did the, the weird crotch thing? The, with the crotch trophy? thing with the, goal, with the goalie glove. Yeah, I look, he, he, he is the best goaltender in the world at stopping PKs. There's zero doubt about that. If you watched, if you watched the penalty kicks of that game, if you watched the penalty kicks of – of uh, the game against Croatia. If you watch the penalty, oh, sorry, not Croatia, Netherlands, the guy gets it and plays mind games with, in the opponent's head. If you don't know, the referee never touches the ball except when he drops it to start. That means every ball that goes in the back of net or goes wide is thrown to the exact player from the goalie or from someone uh, um, behind the boards. Well, if you watched it, Emiliano Martinez threw the ball everywhere and made French players go get it. And he played mind games with them the whole time, and it worked. It absolutely worked. And he he was well-deserving of of the best goalkeeper of the tournament award. And and Messi, I mean, like I said, I cannot – can I say enough good things about this Argentine team? That we, like I said, we that that match on Sunday morning is something we will never ever witness again, in my opinion. It is one of the greatest sporting events, sporting matches we will ever see, and it was the most watched sporting event by a large margin in anything since the last World Cup. It's it's crazy, like it is crazy, and like I said, Argentina, you don't have to cry anymore. You don't have to cry anymore. You are you are the champions. I was very disappointed that my Morocco take couldn't get me a little bit farther. And then they also lost the third place game as Croatia. They, they, got, they, got, third. they got as far as they, they, they deserved. Those guys deserved all the kudos in the world. Yeah. And I, I'm thankful that they gave me like a day where I didn't have to necessarily plan a lesson. I could just be, listen, Africa, Arab, watch the goals. Don't talk to me. Just, yeah. just stop. Stay at your desk. Don't come up to my desk. This is my space. This and is what, my area. Just leave me alone. The other one thing I'll think about this. Think about this, Jimmy. Two, three weeks ago, Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia. That happened. The first match of the World Cup. Argentina almost didn't get through. We, we were talking about a, a team that almost didn't get through that, that blew a, a 1-0 lead against Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia, all those players are now driving Maseratis uh, and, 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 and living life because they beat the world champions. Like, they didn't go on this historical run without bumps in the road, and they absolutely conquered all those fears. Fear is a good thing. I think it's a motivator. Um do you fear this Nuggets Christmas Day game? The Christmas Day games haven't been going too too well for the Nuggets. Oh, we, the are, we, Jimmy, we are we are horrendous on Christmas Day. Horrendous. Yeah, it's not good. It's the it's the first day that I even pay attention, turn on the Nuggets game, and it's always like, well, this was a fucking mistake. Should just go it to bed. It is hor- horrendous all, all, how we are on Christmas Day. I'll be at the game. I like like I said. I I I'm a firm believer. I know. The amount of backlash I get for it, but I still love Christmas Day basketball over Turkey Day Thanksgiving because the best teams play. And I get to see the, the likes of Devin Booker and and Kim Kardashian's uh, lover and and the likes of and the likes of DeAndre Ayton play in town against my Nuggies. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, with the trends here, it's funny to see, but the Nuggets right now are top two seed in the West. We have not had Michael Porter Jr. This team currently is the 28th ranked defensive unit in basketball. 28th. 
You know that is there's, not sustainable. That is horrendous. Thirty teams for those wondering. Exactly. It, it, look, the defense has been really, really piss poor, and, and I expect it to change eventually when you get MPJ back. But man, like I said, th- this team is is winning ugly games, and that's what you gotta do in December. That's what you gotta do in November. You have to win ugly games, get yourself in a position where you're fully healthy to make it run this thing. And look, I, I, I this this Christmas game, I'd expect us to lose if I'm being honest with you, because I went to the last two Christmas Day games for us, and we got our ass kicked against New Orleans, and we got our ass kicked. I think it was against Dallas or something, and it was not fun. I expect us to lose, but I would love for us to come out and punk those guys and show them that we are here to stay and we are here to be in business because I expect a lot war between these two teams. The rivalry runs deep. Suns and four guy kicked it off, and now it's it's a tried-and-true rivalry. Here's my question. I think that the Nuggets suck on Christmas Day because in Serbia they don't celebrate Christmas on Christmas the, on the 25th. They celebrate it the Orthodox way on January 6th, so he's like, the fuck? Why is Santa Claus coming a month early? I don't get it. Uh, hey, no Why do I need to play harder? Why do I need to play harder? That is a fair assessment. I never thought about that. But, you know, Jimmy's coming out here with the hard facts. And I mean, so, so, so if you're smart. That's all I, that's all I got is BS. Exactly. So if you're smart, bet against the Nuggets on, on Christmas Day. Except I will never bet against my team. Bet against the Nuggets because that's that because it's not serving Christmas. It's, it's actual Christmas, not serving Christmas. Uh, starting things off on Sunday, it's weird. We're going to have a lot of sports to watch. Are you going to be dual screening it, or are you just going to be flipping back and forth between the NFL and the NBA? Jimmy, you know I'm not watching my fucking team. I know not your team. I just mean other NFL games in general. Uh, let me look at the schedule, because I know there's only three games on Sunday. There's more uh, games yeah. on Saturday. There's we'll a lot it. more games on Saturday. I know that. We'll get into a, a um, preview of, of most of them for the, at least the primetime games. I'm just in my head. The NBA didn't steal Sunday away, but like the NFL basically relinquished it. But also, they're still. I think those three games that you're going to see the NFL play are going to get higher viewership than, let's say, oh, Dallas I, I, and Los Angeles and Milwaukee and Boston. Uh, Maybe when the, you get not, to not the Lakers, but the the problem the is playing twelve thirty. I, I I get that, but the problem you're running into here, Jimmy, is that you have one, two, three, four teams that will more than likely not be in the playoffs. Packers need a lot to happen. The, the Cardinals are already dead. The Broncos and Rams are already dead. The Buccaneers are hanging on for dear life. I, I mean, I mean, the only team that's worth the shit is the Dolphins. <laughs> it really is. And they're not really worth that and, much and, anymore. And they're really not that worth worth it worth that much anymore. Exactly. So no, I will not be be watching my team at two thirty. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say that, but I didn't watch the. I did. I did not. I was not one of the people in the empty stands. I was at home, and we could not sell. My family could not sell our tickets. We we try. We gave them away, but we tried to sell them, and but we but we had to end up giving them away. And, and, and we could not sell those tickets because we the, the total capacity for that game, the, the sorry, not the total capacity, the total amount of empty seats that were sold and not there were 18,000 people. The Denver Nuggets game on Sunday night against that, I was at against the, who do we fucking play? 
Oh, fuck. We, oh, we played someone bad. I think it was against Washington or something like that. The Sunday night game for the Nuggets had 18,000 people. Filled up a full stadium on a Sunday night. And you could not. And look, I told my dad, I was like, no, I don't want to go to the Broncos. I'd rather go see the Nuggets play. And, and we went and saw the Nuggets game. It was we said, fuck it. We're not. Oh, New Orleans, sorry, New Orleans, which is a very good squad. I was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to watch this that that this game. Why would I? I don't, I'm not paying fucking money for Brett Rippin against Colt McCoy. Fuck that. Fuck that. You want me to pay for Russell Wilson against Baker Mayfield now instead of instead of watching uh, uh, LeBron versus versus Luca? I'd rather watch Luca than LeBron at this point. I'm sorry. I know we don't like LeBron around here, but I would much rather watch those two teams. One team that's a non-playoff team, but both teams have star power. I'd much rather watch that the deal with fucking Baker Mayfield and on my TV. Because I don't know if you watch Monday Night Football, Jimmy. That was horrendous. Baker Mayfield's not been good since he was at Oklahoma, and I will stand behind that fact. Even those games that he won for Cleveland, not, not good. Not great. Uh, let's get into the other games on Christmas Day. We already talked about the Suns and Nuggets. That's the nightcap. So I guess we might as well just go in reverse order. Uh, the Warriors hosting Memphis, trying to bounce back after being injury riddled to the max, which is what I can assess from what I've heard. So hard. Well, yeah. what, are you, what are you expecting in that one? Warriors have been an absolute train wreck right now. They are struggling. Steph Curry's been out. Clay's been injured. Jordan Poole is the only person that's been putting anything up for them. And Memphis right now, fully healthy. They are a team to be reckoned with. They're they're number one seed in the West right now for a reason. So so I expect a Memphis win here because well Golden State got it because because they won the championship last year and it's well deserved. But I expect Memphis to win this game. I would be very highly surprised if Golden State pulled away a win without Steph Curry and Clay. Memphis, I, I feel like everything has to go right for them to beat a team like the Warriors just because of the mental aspect that we talk about a lot. Uh, the game before that, Milwaukee going to Boston, what could be a preview. It was the Eastern Conference Finals of last season. And both teams sitting at 22, the Bucks 22 and 8, and the Celtics are 22 and 9. Uh, that's a pretty good game to have smack dab in the middle of the day. That's going to be on ABC. So the most amount of people available are going to be able to watch it. Our Arguably the two best teams in basketball, and, and, I, and I'll stand by that. Boston's been red hot. And Milwaukee, Giannis is just different. Let's put it that way, just different. That's the game that I will have eyes on completely. I, I cannot wait to watch that matchup. I, I'd expect – is it in Boston? I think it's in Boston because they – It's right? in Boston, yeah. It's I expect Boston. Boston to pull out of the win. I know we're not doing picking, but I, I'll give you my picks. I, I expect Boston to win here. I'm going through the pickup right now for the NFL. We're going to get to it here in, in just a moment. I'm playing hurt right now. I got the sniffles from one of the kids. Who knows? What and I sound like Kermit the Frog over here. So, yeah, we are. We are struggling. We're playing hurt, but that's what we that's what you get out of a former lineman and fullback. Um, last Christmas Day game, the Lakers and Mavericks. This one you gotta you're going to have to talk about. Luka has been fun to watch. The Mavericks as a team, not necessarily – um, and the Lakers are just – they're fun to watch just to see how they're going to implode this this time and who's going to go out there and try and shake men, Russell Wilson's Russ, – wow, Russell Westbrook's mental health back into shape. So what are what is this? Is this more of an out of Yeah, Dallas has been low-key getting hot uh, um, recently. Like, Luka has been on the backs of helping that. And, and the Lakers just lost Anthony Davis. 
So, so, so he's out for the month. Who would have thought that, huh? Who would have thought that would have happened? But yeah, they lost him for for a month, and this Lakers team. Look, like I said, they look. They beat us on Friday night against the Nuggets. They beat us, and that was a bad game by us defensively. But this this team and the Lakers are are going to struggle to get into a playing spot. Plain and simple, they're going to struggle to get into a playing spot. And I expect Dallas to pick it up uh, as we get closer to the playoffs because Luca is is that guy right now. And right now, you can say the the top two MVP race, top three for me. Sorry. I, I'm not going to say Jokic because they're not going to give it to him. But just know Jokic will be in this conversation. The other night when he dropped 37, 27, or sorry, 40, 27, and 15, there's a new nickname for Jokic going around. I don't know if you saw it, Jimmy. It's Nikola not since Wilt Jokic. <laughs> Literally, the shit he does every night has never been done since before that guy named Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, yeah, that guy that holds nearly every record known to mankind in, in basketball. So – so, like I said, I, I, I expect a better performance from the Lakers going back to that game. Back, uh, expect a better performance from the Lakers. Um, they've been playing a little bit better basketball, but give me Luka Doncic, baby. I love, Luka is one of my favorite guys to play and to watch in, in basketball by far away. Uh, I think that he's been great for – he's great for the game internationally too because he does speak so many languages. He is very well-traveled and, and well-spoken. Uh, last game, the earliest game here, the 76ers going to New York to play the Knicks. Good old-fashioned Eastern Conference rivalry between two of the big markets in the NBA. What are you expecting out of those two? Look, the Knicks, the Knicks have been red hot lately. Red hot. They have been playing very, very good basketball lately. And they blew they blew out um, Chicago tonight as we're as we're recording. Or they blew, sorry, they blew out the Warriors tonight as we're recording this by, by nearly forty points. This team has been on a tear lately, and it's all in the backs of Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Um, for me, though, this game, the the seventy sixers, they are turning on on Joel Embiid quickly. It's funny they are turning on him quickly, because because Joel Bean had, had came, went on a show or whatever and said I'm not sure if I if I will play my whole career here, and 76ers fans lost their shit. It's funny it's funny they they they, they want to talk about Joel Bean being the best player in the league and this that and other thing, but their team cannot 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 put together two or three wins together and and, and be where they should be with an MVP caliber player. Like, like they, they should be one of the top teams in the East. They have James Harden. You have Joel Embiid. That's enough to win you a lot of games, and they are just not doing it. And, and so, and honestly, I'm going to go to the Knicks here. The Knicks, for some reason, always win on a Christmas Day. Weirdly enough, Christmas Day and the Knicks go together like like, like, like ham and potatoes. I don't know what to tell you, but 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 for some reason, give me the Knicks here because they're the much harder team, and Philadelphia is an all-out crapshoot right now uh that's that's gonna be your basketball talk for the week because i have nothing else to add on these games i haven't been watching oh, this oh sorry I didn't, I didn't finish my thought uh, uh my top three mvp candidates are Giannis, luca and jason taylor those are the three that i think have just been far and away the best i know i went out tangent. yes Jokic could be in the conversation we're not giving it to him three years in a row and i think those three guys are right now are out of this world you're going to be able to see all three of those guys on Sunday as well in, in pretty prime time slots. Uh, speaking of prime time, and now it's it's how we're going to get into the NFL talk over the weekend. 
it was a wild weekend. There was a lot of crazy stuff that happened. It started off weird with Brock Purdy looking like another reincarnation of, uh, let's say, Joe. I don't want to say Joe Brady. No, no. Tom Brady? No, it's the 49ers. But the parallels between a, between a guy who was drafted in the later rounds, Joe Montana was a high pick. No. Right? Wait, wait, got, like a third round third round pick. Oh, okay, well, he wasn't Mr. Irrelevant. Tell you that. Yeah, so, so Mr. either way, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Relevant when Joe Montana was drafted was like 12, 12, 1200. That, that's when they had yeah, 12 they, rounds. They had like 12 rounds, something stupid like that. Yeah, I get it. But still, yeah. it's it's unheard of. And this 49ers team, I, I said it when we cut when we previewed that game last week. This may be the most talented team in football. And, and, and from top to bottom, defensively, unbelievable. Offensively, outside of the one position, they have weapons everywhere. George Kittle, who has been quiet for the most part all year, decided, no, this week it's my turn. Debo, you're out. It's my turn. Let me put up two tutties and, and put on a show in front of a division rival and, and, and secure the division win on the opponent's, on opponent's turf. This, this, this 49ers team, like I said, it's the Brock Purdy, it's the Brock Purdy uh, uh, show, and that's the only reason why this team would be held back from winning at all. I'll say it. Like, 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 this team will only go as far as Brock Purdy wants it to because this is, the, in my opinion, the top two defensive football, maybe number one, and, and the weapons cannot be guarded. There is very, very few people on any defense that can guard every single one of those dudes offensively for the 49ers. It's just going to be whether or not Brock Purdy can, can just not know any better and be that guy. I'll tell you who's going to stand in the 49ers' way. It's Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan stood in the way of himself winning two other Super Bowls. No, you can't roll your eyes. That's, that's, that's what it is. You're not best, wrong. Yeah, he had the best you're offense in wrong. Atlanta. He had he won an NFC championship with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball four times. I think that's what we're probably on, on track to see again this year. I don't know if they're gonna be the one seed and have home field throughout the playoffs, but there's probably Except gonna be a lot Christian of turning McCaffrey turning around. And, yeah. It's yeah. Christian McCaffrey instead of Raheem Mostert. It's Debo Samuel instead of uh, uh I don't even know who they had a receiver. I think it was it might have been Crabtree. It, it, it might have been it was yeah, there was Crabtree, but Debo was was there like in the slot. He was very they didn't very have Trent Williams. They didn't have they didn't have a, they didn't have, it, uh, a left tackle like that. They didn't have a lot of their dudes they have right now. And, and like I said, I, I, I find a hard press. The Eagles are, are the one team that'll give them a run for the money, but they just lost Jalen Hurts to an injury for a couple of weeks. Yes, uh, they're probably they're probably gonna hold him out just because of, of the they they barely have the number one seed locked up. But still, like, that's, that's a two-man race in my opinion. I don't see them as close as you do, especially with what Philadelphia – Philly did look good. And, yeah, I know that you, you should be dominating the Bears. They still dominated the Bears. Bears had no – there was never a stress situation where you thought Chicago was going to go and win that game. And Jalen Hurts, when he needed to, was able to make the clutch plays, which is what – he didn't do two years ago when he made it to the playoffs for the first time. He wasn't able to make these off-schedule plays. Now he's being able to to get those done. So I don't see them. I, I do think that that's the one and two in the NFC, but I do think that there is a separation because of what Philly's been able to do all year long and never wavered. Uh, I guess we'll see because this is their first time going with Gardner Minshew instead of Jalen Hurts, a quarterback. But <clears throat> with what I saw at Gardner, Gardner Minshew last year, he's, he reminds me a lot of Bubby Brister where he's like, you know, kind of dumb, 
very southern. Very he runs southern. into the huddle. He's like, listen, spits out the dip, and then he's like, okay, this is what we're going to run. You're like, that's not in the playbook. And look, fuck it. Go run it. And look, you got to think about this for a second. If you're in your fantasy football playoffs, you have a two-quarterback league, there, there's a real real thought about picking up Garner Minshew. You want to know why? Because Mike Leach and 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 and, and the, the factor of Garner Minshew wanted to play for his former coach, and and, and his passing and, and the fortunate passing of Mike Leach. I think he 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 spoke at the uh, the, the 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 reception and funeral for Mike Leach, which was very very beautiful. And I'm glad they honored him in that way. But he's playing. He's going to play Sunday with his heart on his sleeve. And I think the Eagles. I don't know who they have, but I think they can come out and roll them. I think Gardner Mitchell is going to ball out, and Gardner Mitchell is going to end up. I don't know. I would like him on the Broncos. Fuck it, come be the backup here. Oh my goodness! Um, um, I, I would love for him add to him to the collection. Add Gardner Mitchell. I'm, I'm not saying start. I'm not saying start. Gotta get to the so 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 look, it's going to be a great story, and I expect them to win this weekend, even with without Jalen Hurts. But there is rumors that Jalen Hurts will play. Uh yeah, I I think that Sirianni is going to make sure that he sits out for at least this week. But I do think next week it's going to be back to Jalen Hurts' show. Uh, the game against the Cowboys too. Oh boy. Yeah, there, it is. It, it is going to be, but. Then the Cowboys did just kind of blow. Did you see that guy? So the guy that got the pick six to end the game in the Jaguars-Cowboys game, his stat line, he had 18 tackles, a forced fumble, an interception from earlier in the game, and two pass breakups before he got the pick six to end the game in overtime. That's that. That's like Madden. That's like I'm controlling the middle linebacker in Madden, and I'm lurking, and I'm playing against the computer. That's insane. And, yeah, I think the Cowboys were in a look-ahead spot. And they did. They looked ahead, so they're going to be a little bit more focused. But I just, I don't know. Jaguars going to be a team, team dude. Jaguars going to be a squad. Yeah, Trevor next Moore year. Looks next like year for sure. All that box cookies. They, they could that division right now is so many question marks. And the yeah. only team that that has the bright the team with the brightest future right now is the Jaguars. You have an AZ Derrick Henry in, in Tennessee. The Colts. Oh my God, let's get to the Colts game here in a second. The Colts. You don't know what the fuck that's going on over there. The, and, and the and the Texans, unless Bryce Young is, is all that in a box of cookies, they're still going to be bottom feeders in this division. Let's see what the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, yeah, and then the, we can mention the Colts. I know I'm, I'm speeding things up oh. here, but I am I'm fading as as quickly as as I'm trying to get through this. The Colts give up the biggest comeback in NFL history. Matt Ryan adds to his legacy of epic collapses. You were up 33-3 to at one point in the game. You were up 33 to nothing. Well, let's just go 33-3. to And <laughs> you are outscored 39-3 to the rest of the game. And they, were only, they had, like, two guys that were going. They, they weren't running the ball very well. They were throwing it to Justin Jefferson. They threw a couple to Adam Thielen. But it was, like, it's just. It was 33-0 to at halftime. 33 to 0 at halftime. So in in 24 minutes, if you were smart, <laughs> here's a thought. Run the ball. <laughs> mathematically, think about this, Jimmy. Mathematically, math- mathematically, if you run the ball every play in the second half, every play in the second half, for 24 minutes, you run the ball. 
you can knock off at least 10 minutes. That means your opposition, the Vikings, have to score 34 points in 14 minutes. Mathematically, it is fucking asinine how this happened. But I don't know. Jeff Saturday apparently should not coach on Saturdays, unlike his name, because I don't understand how you do this. How, how, how? I get the Vikings are talented. And Kevin O'Connor's done a hell of a job coaching that team. But, man, how do you do this? 33 points. You were kicking the shit out of them. It's one of those things that you're going to have to write down and, and figure out what went wrong. He wasn't the only coach that made a bad decision. Um, and that brings us to our first game from the Week 16 pickup. It's Thursday Night Football. It's the Jaguars going to New Jersey to play the Jets in the Meadowlands. Before we move on to this, there is one thing I want to talk about. It'll be quick. The worst play in NFL history happened on Sunday. The worst play in NFL history happened on Sunday, and I don't know why the Patriots thought that they should lateral the ball all the way to Chandler Jones and win you the football game, but the Patriot way is dead, ladies and gentlemen. It died with Mac Jones' head in the ground to Chandler Jones. I don't understand that. That was the worst play in NFL history. It's not even close. Not even – I mean, I, I – yeah. There's nothing else to add. It to was that. just. It, it, I laughed. I, I I wish it was the other way around. I wish it was the Raiders that it happened to, but but man, that was. Oh my God, that is one of the worst plays in NFL history. <laughs> no, I agree with you, and, and it's up there with the butt fumble and all those kinds of things. I think it's worse, wow. <laughs> way worse. It's up there with the Pat McAfee punt situation where he snapped the ball with three guys on his neck. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Uh, the Jets are, are, are going to be featured in, in primetime against the Jaguars. They're two teams that are – well, one was surging for a second there, and the Jaguars seem to be figuring themselves out. Uh, it is at in New Jersey. It is at the Jets as the home team. They uh, The line is even right now. The over-under set at 38. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the Jaguars because I think they're getting right at the correct time, and it just came out too that Mike White will not be starting again for the New York Jets. Yeah, poor Zach Wilson, man. <laughs> or poor Jets fans, I guess. You get to, you get to watch your – look, the, Jet, the Jets were in a playoff position, Jimmy. Not too long ago. <laughs> now they're in the hunt. <laughs> they were a team that was a sole they, – they, they were what, 6-2? Six 6-1? And six and something like that? 7-2. Seven 7-2? And two. Seven and two, five straight losses? Oof, boy, it's tough to be a Jets fan. Sorry, Dom, but it's tough to be a Jets fan now. Give me the Jaguars. Much harder team than the Jaguars. Could sneak in, could make some noise here, ladies and gentlemen, if they were lost last three wins. Uh, moving forward, I think if we get into it's my game first this week because the Broncos uh, play on Sunday. But Saturday at 11 a.m. on CBS, the Bengals will be going to New England to take on Bill Belichick and the Patriots. The Bengals last week, they were doing the Rocky Three strategy against Clever Lake. Just let him punch, your, punch the guy out. Just let him punch himself out. 17 to 3 going into halftime. Oh, it's all good. There, there's no way that we're gonna not give up another, we're gonna give up only a garbage time touchdown in the second half again. I think this Bengals defense has given up five total touchdowns in the second half of games this season. It is we talked about it being the similar trajectory as last year. I think they're better than they were last year, especially at this time. They're the record wise, they are better than they were last year. But this was that was kind of a statement thing. I'm disappointed. I'm I'm annoyed by it, but I guess I'll take the win, and I'll take the the fact that now we hold sole possession of number one in the in the AFC North. 
Yeah, getting getting a good hard fought win and coming back the way you did. You had, you had some help from from a former teammate of yours. Unfortunately, Giovanni Bernard um, fumbling that 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 punt. Um, I will say, look, p- reporters guys are human. Don't fucking act like idiots. That's all I'll say on that. If you if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look it up. It, it was asinine what happened. But this this Bengals team is hitting their stride at the right time. The Patriots team are dead. Or dead Jimmy. There's the, you. You have the, you have offensive linemen for the Patriots liking Instagram posts where it says that they need to bring back Brady and they need to bring back Garoppolo next year if the Patriots want to do anything. That's where they're at right now because Mac Jones is not has lost the locker room. He really has. And and, and look, going into Foxborough is not easy, but this ain't 2016. <laughs> this ain't 12 on the other side. So give me give me the Bengals. It's going to be a frozen tundra game, which. Which which would be it would be very very cold not frozen tundra game it would be very very cold game, so that that does hurt the the the, the Patriots in essence, because like I said, I sorry I sorry to take it back it does help the Patriots in essence because Joe Burrow may not be able to be the see himself, but like I said Joe Mixon can still run the ball into the dirt so that's so give me the Bengals by a lot. I'm also going with the Bengals. I think that they have too much to offer this Patriots team, and they're going to set themselves up to where they just have to win one out of the two down the stretch, and they should be a top-two seed in the AFC, depending on how everything else shakes out. Uh, <clears throat> next game up that we have here, uh, the primetime game on Saturday is Las Vegas at Pittsburgh. They're trying to do this whole thing surrounding the uh, anniversary of the Immaculate Reception or the Immaculate Deception, depending on – what side of the argument you'd fall on. I hate both these teams. I'll be quite frank. I wish that nobody would win this game. Let's end it in a, in a tie, and and the quarterbacks have to take a beating. I'm not going to say get hurt, but let's just have both of them take a beating. Kenny Pickett is back this week for the Steelers. Uh, does that change how you're picking this one? It does, but it really doesn't. I'm picking the Steelers because Tomlin will find a way to get near 500. <laughs> I said it last week. Or not last week, but but I, I bet this way last week. The Steelers will find a way to beat the Panthers. The Steelers will find a way to beat these these two games they sh- that mean nothing. This game means nothing. It really does. It means nothing. They'll find a way to win this game, and, and only because Mike Tomlin is that good of a coach. He's a much better coach than Josh McDaniels. So so give me the Steelers. And that's the only reason why. I, I look both the, NFL Network on Saturday night. Like I, I I'm not I'm not. Bar bearing myself with watching this shit show. I'm going with the Raiders because I can't pick the Steelers. It physically hurts me. So that's, screw the Steelers. Go Raiders. Just wait, baby. That's all I'm talking about. Uh, the Broncos at the Rams. Going. Uh, the Broncos are favored by two and a half. Is Wilson back? Do we know if that's uh, that is a for uh, sure apparently, thing? Apparently that he's back. That's that's the rumor. I'm all picking right. the Broncos because the Rams were fucking horrendous. <laughs> Yeah, I'm picking the Broncos as well. I, I have nothing else to it. I Look, in my opinion, the, this game is not worth me a shit unless the Broncos score more than 24 points. If the Broncos, if Russell Wilson can come out there and score more than 24 points in the game, then I'll be like, you know what? This is a decent stepping stone. They, look, the Broncos have found something in this shitty season. They found something. Two things. One, they have a D coordinator. That is a, that has done an incredible job with the amount of injuries that they've had and the amount of trades they've had. You have a D corner there that that's worth something. And two, Jerry Judy last three weeks has shown why he was a first round pick. 
in the draft. He has been unreal the last three weeks at getting him in space. It's something that the Broncos need to do next year and moving forward, and you have to pick up his option. I think that it is a, a foregone conclusion. The option has to be picked up. I just don't think that the Rams with Baker Mayfield, oh it's God. it's still the same. I was so they were posting clips from the Super Bowl parade and Sean McVay's chanting, run it back. And Aaron Donald says, well, we built the super team. We're bringing the super team back. They ain't bringing no super yeah. team back. I, I don't know who this team is, but they ain't super. That ain't Superman. Don't don't give me that bullshit. The fact that we we had to even have the discussion with these people thinking about retiring at the end of the season should have told us where they were going to be. Uh, I'm picking the Broncos. I think they're going to get another win, the finish. I think they're going to get to six and six wins. All the last three first-year head coaches have gotten to six wins in their first season. So, I think that's uh, – I, I, It's going to be a – that means we have to beat the Chargers or Chiefs. So, we, we have we have I a little – You have a better chance of beating the Chargers than the Chiefs. I don't think you're beating the Chiefs again this I year. don't think we are, especially in, in Kansas City where, where their, their super fans are robbing banks to get, get tickets. So, you know what? So, yeah, so I know. How funny so, is that? So, yeah, you're so I, dumb. It's, it's, a, it's a second time – that the Chiefs have had a fan problem. Remember, remember the the, the meth head that, that that had to get incarcerated or get put in a hospital because he beat up another super fan. And oh, he's yeah. like, "I am clean as of one week ago. I have not done meth meth in twenty four hours." And it is the wildest thing. If, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look it up. Chiefs fan uh, on meth or on on whatever. Actually. If you're a Jimmy student, don't look that up. Do yourself a favor. Uh, if you're if you're an adult watching this, it's funny. The story is funny. Don't em, don't emulate what's going on out in the world. That's all that that story shows you. Uh, Sunday night football: Buccaneers at the Cardinals. Buccaneers trying to hold on to their playoff chances. They still have quite a good shot at making the playoffs, even at six and eight. That was a bad performance this past week, though. Uh, Brady, yes, Giovanni Bernard fumbling was bad, but the Buccaneers didn't have a single snap on the Bengals' side of the 50 in the second half until the fourth quarter. That's how abysmal this entire offense was. And you have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. At first looked like awesome additions, Russell Gage, and then I don't know where they went. Halfway through the second quarter, they disappeared. They've been struggling all, all year in the red zone, but that's just – that was bad. But yeah, Thanos snapped. And that defense is, is absolute shithole too. But you know what, Jimmy? You know what's one way to get your defense back on track? You face Trace McSorley. <laughs> because I don't think Greg McElroy, or not Greg McElroy, fucking Cole McCoy is playing on Sunday. And Kyle Murray's already out for the year. So Trace McSorley versus Tom Brady. Look, I the, the, the Cardinals are a shit show in general. I don't know if you saw a story about their owner and, and how th- that they fired their offensive line coach for, for inappropriately t- touching someone in Mexico City when they played down there. But apparently he's trying to, to, to cause wrongdoing and saying that it wasn't him. And if you look at the picture between him and their owner, Steve Kime, it's identical. It's kind of, Steve Kime is the GM. General manager, sorry, general manager. If you look at Steve Kime and, and what the offensive line guy looks like, it's, it's identical. It's identical. So the Cardinals are already a shit show. So give me the Buccaneers here. Somebody is falling on the grenade for Arizona to have some sort of a Jacksonville-like turnaround, fingering co-eds out in the um, in nightclubs. I guess this one's in Mexico City, so it's even more on edge. I'm going Tampa because the Cardinals just suck. Like Cliff Kingsbury's on his farewell tour. He's going to be coaching back in college next season. Who knows where, but that's 
he's not going to be in the NFL after this. I honestly don't know how he's still here. I, I don't either. Uh, he's he's so far gone. The only reason why he keep a job is because he could play the card of Kyler was injured. True. Um, Monday Night Football: Chargers at the Colts. We talked about the Colts just now giving up the biggest comeback in NFL history. Uh, Jonathan Taylor continues to be the biggest disappointment in fantasy football, while Austin Eckler on the other end just keeps putting up putting up numbers, putting up a lot of numbers. And uh, is currently the strongest pound for pound player in the NFL. I will stand behind hey, that. Hey, yeah, don't forget to set our lineup, Jimbo. We're in the playoffs now. It's the only team I yeah, have left. We still have. We still have That's one. Uh, we still have a week of a bye. We have two weeks of a bye. Of a bye. Yeah, because the playoff rounds are two weeks, so everyone oh. else is still playing, and then we're still on our bye. And it's it was funny how it worked out. I'm playing in my teacher league. A guy that has Jalen Hurts as his quarterback, and. Absolutely put 40 on me this past weekend. We had him, too. He put 40 up, too. We're not playing anybody. I don't know. Yeah, luck, luckily, we don't have him for this weekend if he doesn't play. So, it's actually a good yeah. thing we have to buy. And, and uh, we we would probably play Rev in the next round of the playoffs, in the, in the semifinals. Ooh. Of the yeah, Ooh, okay. we would get a shot to go okay. at Rev. I think we beat him in the regular season, but who knows? He had a better – he finished with a better overall record than us. That, that, would, uh, that would be a little ironic if we won our own league. <sighs> didn't try to. I mean, we yeah, tried did, to. But, oh, we, you know, we're just that good, all right? We're just that good. <laughs> uh, yeah, this tells you how much this game is really going to matter because we're talking about fantasy football more than the actual game. Uh, Chargers, Colts. I think I know where you're going with this. Are you picking the Colts? I really want to. I do. I really want to because the Chargers think they have a chance still, which they do. They, they do. They, they do still have a fighting chance. Um, yeah, give me the Colts. This is the fucking trap game. The Chargers are, are I think, the, look, Staley is another guy that's going to be out the door. Staley is going to be the scapegoat for this team. And when, when they can't perform, when they don't make it to, to the playoffs like they should be for back-to-back years, when everyone, and I mean everyone, and their mother picked them to win this division. So, I mean, not everybody. I didn't, but but, but dumb people did. And, and, and those people are eating their words right now. That's how reverse psychology works, ladies and gentlemen. I got him to switch his pick. I'm going with the Chargers. I just think the talent level is going to be too much. Uh, and Emmanuel Acho continues to look stupider and stupider with that. Chester Herbert, Herbert is a social media quarterback. Uh, I think anybody would love. I'm good with my quarterback. I'm, I think Joe Shiesty is better. I would love uh, Joe Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, I know you would. So add him to the, add him to the quarterback wish list. Santa, you're going to be busy. You're going to be – everybody needs a quarterback. That's what uh, Christmas time is really for. So we're split on a few of the games. You got the Colts, and I have the Chargers to wrap things up on week 16 of the pickup. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we will not be having an episode uh, next week. We're going to take the holiday, and we'll come back with our first episode of 2023. So funny enough, this is going to be the last time that you all hear from us in this year. Then we're going to be moving on, and uh, actually not true. Friday, we have the VSN. Uh, live holiday special. So be sure to tune into that on the Variety Sports Network YouTube channel that was changed from Wednesday to Friday. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you got anything else that you wanted to? Like I said, come join us. Yeah, come join the Variety Sports Network on Friday. That'll be fun. Have a good New Year, everyone. Have a good uh, uh, Christmas time with your loved ones. Um, we're going to try to push out new things for you all with, with through Variety Sports Network. So expect big things in 2023. Uh, it's been a hell of a year. It's been a hell of a year. We we had we had a we had a Stanley Cup championship. We had a Super Bowl run. 
we 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 had a lot of the great things this year. So 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 2023 is even gonna gonna be even better for us. So have a happy new year, everybody, and a Merry Christmas. I can't believe that's already that Super Bowl run was the beginning of this year. So yeah, we have plenty of stuff coming up. Uh and hopefully everyone enjoys the long, nice extended weekend for my fellow teachers. We've earned it. We made it this far. You only got a few more uh, months of the school year to get back to the summer break. So uh, be sure to follow us at FEOTB pod. It's down there at the bottom of your screen. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the variety sports network. Um, and I think that'll do it for episode 120 of the far under the bench podcast for myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host Nico Bryant. This has been a very fun episode. Merry Christmas, happy new year. And we will see you guys in 2023. Peace.